You're listening to The Esoterics Podcast. This is Joe, and I'm Pure Elise, and this is the Esoterics Podcast. Welcome, welcome. This is going to be a fun conversation. To, well, I don't know about fun, but um, it'll be a good <laughs> conversation today. Um, hey, so tell us about Joshua Tree. Tell us about your weekend. Uh, so we went up to Joshua Tree. We, we it was uh, my husband and I and our friend Joseph, and we went up, um, stayed at an Airbnb, and it was it was weather was perfect it was just cold enough um and it was cozy yeah it was cozy and it wasn't too many people and i had a couple a couple of realizations one is that i'm generally always late when i have my kids with me <laughs> but if i don't yeah. have my kids with me i can be not just on time but i can actually be early so that was nice uh, uh, <laughs> and then we stayed at this airbnb and we it was we booked it pretty like quickly and last minute and we didn't really check out the reviews and it was kind of lacking a lot of things <laughs> uh, don't we we kind of have that that that's like a recurring theme with us like uh, airbnbs yeah. it's like where are all the good things I, was, I mean are they afraid that people are gonna steal stuff this was this was worse though than what like we were missing what were we missing at, at that retreat we were like i think we didn't have cup cup measures we didn't have uh like there was a lot of like, stuff that like was little things happening. or whatever okay this place didn't have an oven Wait, what? Yeah, did it have? It, it just just a cooktop with two burners, and they were induction. And if you know anything about induction burners, need to they can only operate on certain types of stainless steel um, uh, pots and pans. And so, if you don't have the right type of pan, it's not going to function. They obviously they provide the pans, so that wasn't the problem. But yeah, there was no fucking oven, and I always bring like a pizza or something, you know, for oven stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, we're like struggling, mm -hmm. <laughs> but we made yeah. we made the best of it. <laughs> we really did. nice, yeah. And just for the record, no, nobody knows anything about induction ovens except for you. <laughs> they, you, that's yours alone. I know it. I know. Indu <laughs> yeah, induction induction cooktops are great because they heat up everything super super quick. Like if you want water to boil, it's like I don't know, like thirty seconds to a minute, just depending on the power. What? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Nice. It's cool. Okay. But are they the ones that glow from the bottom? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, is that one? Uh, yes, yes. But they're not glow. supposed to like heat up like outside of the circle. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, they only heat directly on the pan that you place on top of it. It's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm a I'm a, a gas flame girl myself, mm -hmm. a lover of the flame. So, um, you know, a metal smith. I I like the fire. Mm -hmm. Just in Joshua Tree because of the heat, they can't have gas. Oh, that's right. You see, these are things that you just don't think about. Right. Or right. I don't think about, you yeah. know, like, oh, that does, that makes sense. Though. Yeah. When it's uh, out in the desert, also like running gas lines through the desert. I mean, I'm sure you can. No, bueno. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, you don't want to do Not that. Not a good idea. No, don't do that. 
explosion and all the Joshua trees that are protecting all those poor endangered Joshua trees. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's save those guys. Um but yeah, it was great. Um and we want to go back. It's we're only an hour and a half from Joshua Tree. Nice. So Nice. Yeah. So I, I we're actually talking more. I want to go back and actually do a hike because we didn't get to hike this time. Um and our son likes hiking. The girls are like no. Yeah, no. Just Mm-mm. you know <laughs> leave us they're out busy. of busy. Leave us out of busy on their phones. Yeah, they're busy on their phones, just chilling. So no. You know, it's I am an hour and a half from the ocean uh-huh. here, mm-hmm. and um, it's just such a cool um, place to be. You know, we're three hours from Seattle, yeah. and you know, and and uh, you know, a couple hours from the California border, just a few minutes Northern from California. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just a few minutes, yeah, yeah. from um, from Vancouver, Washington, which is a really cool city. So it's a it's a really cool place to be. It really is. I mean, you know, it was, it was the same thing in Michigan. In Michigan, it was I think it was a little bit more convenient because I was like an hour and a half from Detroit, yeah. like three hours from Chicago. Yeah. Um, you know three hours from the Mackinac Bridge and the Upper Peninsula and then of course you know an hour from any given Great Lake mm-hmm. you know yeah um, so so it was very convenient but yeah, yeah I think sometimes cool. we take for granted yeah. what is close to us and what we do have the yeah. ability to see it's very cool just be able to be within yes. driving distance to see some cool really neat stuff yeah Yes, it, within driving distance to snow, and I hate snow, but if I ever wanted it, there it is, Mount Hood, right? Yeah. Um, within driving distance to mountains, within driving distance to, um, uh, within driving distance within reason to the desert, mm-hmm. or you know, someplace like, you know, Utah, which is you know, flipping gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. It's it's cool. I'm enjoying my um, the location that I'm in now. Yeah, I definitely want to come see you in Portland in the spring. When, when it's nicer weather and go on a hike and so yeah because you know when you posted those um pictures of you and um your husband and son on that hike mm-hmm. and I was like eh, I'm gonna not do that when I was looking at the pictures I was like why did I not go why did I not because that was beautiful and I haven't I haven't done anything like that it um, was beautiful you know, since I've been here so yeah I should have I should have joined you that day but I forget what I was doing I was doing something I did fall on my ass in the ice though that was not fun so <laughs> that's why I'm saying like I'll come back in the spring <laughs> when there's no chance of ice yeah i mean you know that's not to say that you can't fall on your ass but yeah um, but uh, it's actually probably better to fall on ice than it is on just regular rocks and concrete or whatever but yeah a trail hike with dogs and snow and ice probably not the best combination so oh the babies went yeah the and dogs that's went. why i slipped because one of them started slipping and sliding so i went to go grab her and then i went sliding with her so oh no see yeah hollis yeah hollis he he, he pulls so oh. um 90 of the time i just let him off leash mm. and um you know um i mean you know the park is pretty cool about it there's lots of dogs in this big open field that are off leash but yesterday there was i let him off leash because he he had to poop mm-hmm. and i just watch him and then i go pick it up when he's done but um there was some guy there he had like six dogs on his on a leash so i don't know if he was a dog oh. walker or whatever but he, he was mad hollis was off his lease and he was like yeah you have to abide by the leash law too big old you know angry bellowing dude and i turn around and i was like but do i <laughs> because 
Mind your business. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> My dog is pooping and I'm not gonna be right there when he's pooping. I don't I don't need to be that way. Yeah. And if you know your dog's not gonna run up to his six dogs and attack them or whatever, then like, I'm nope. like, you know, you know you know what you're dealing with. Yeah. I right, yeah. right, yeah. And there's plenty of dogs that are off leash there. He was just he was mad, maybe I don't know. Oh, he's mad because he has six dogs and he can't let them off the leash because he can't keep track of six dogs off I mean <laughs> That's a lot of dogs. That's lot of and even more, that's a lot of dog poop. So, you know, sorry about your problems. <laughs> All right. All right. What announcements do we have? Um, so let me see. I have a couple. My um, one-on-one mentoring sessions will um, soon be available as downloadable courses, intuitive development, and then learning how to work in the Akashic Records, how to open your record, all of that good stuff. Um, that's going to be available sometime in February. And then I'm also offering a new 30-minute spirit guide reading um, for very specific questions or areas of challenge. This reading is just $55. So it's inexpensive and it gets right to the point. There's no numerology. Mm-hmm. There's no, it is boom, boom, boom. Let's get this done. And this is for people that have these burning questions or you need to know the source of something. Why is this happening? What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, and this is a great reading for getting to the to the root of the problem. Like I said, it's 30 minutes. So okay. boom. Okay. You can book that from my website. What about you? Uh, retreat, just <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that little thing, <laughs> that little little detail. Yes. So our journey, the soul retreat, is coming up. That is May twenty seventh through May 29th. and it's taking place in West Olive, Michigan, just minutes from the Michigan yes. Lake Michigan shore. So pretty. Currently, you can still grab a spot with early bird enrollment. That's at seven eleven, and that is good until February first. Yep. After that, the price goes up to 888 and we do have payment plans available if you need them. We will also have the option for add-ons. Um, this is We just have six spots available. This is for uh, private sessions with Joe and I on Monday the 30th. So uh, we can visit the link um, posted in the show notes for full information and details. Yeah, we currently have one, two, three, four, four people enrolled. And so four people have taken advantage of the early bird pricing. Um, But you can still you can still enroll um, for 888 right now, which will give you actually a little more time um, to um, work out your payment plan. Um, but then, but also that add on is, um, you know, everything that we've learned over the weekend, um, you would work with Fiora and I one-on-one, um, you know, um, myself with deeper intuitive development, maybe a little bit more advanced stuff herself with, oh my gosh, shadow work, um, if you want to do like, yeah, um, more breath work or, um, even more advanced techniques like limpias and stuff like that we can also um, work with um, repay medicine if it's something that you're interested in in working with i think that that is i mean and and that's a bargain too because it's it's only 222 um for you know a full day which is you know about it's which is less than a session um you know one-on-one so Mm -hmm. um okay okay i'm excited yeah that's great okay so what are we talking about today Today, I want to talk about 
being in alignment, being in alignment with your path, your purpose, um, with all of the things in your life, um, with your goals, your intentions, and really talk about what the fuck does that even mean? Because you hear people (laughs) say that all the time. Right. Well, you know, are you in alignment or are you aligned with your dreams and your goals? And, you know, there are plenty of times when I'm like, what the fuck Mm -hmm. does that mean? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about it. All right. So first, let's start out with what does it mean to be in alignment? So in the simplest terms, it's this feeling of ease, peace, and flow that you're experiencing. Uh, When you're aligned with your purpose, your dreams and your desires, all of those things, it feels fucking amazing. Like, really, really good. Like there isn't anything you can't accomplish. You know, during those times when I feel in alignment, when I feel fully guided by spirit, I literally feel like a superwoman. Like there's just nothing that I can't do. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a beautiful space to be in. But two things can be true at the same time. Sometimes you guys being in alignment does not feel good at all especially if you're new to spirituality if you don't have you know the years of experience of that ebb and flow and that's the key ebb and flow it does happen it's a thing Um, it can be frustrating when you're in the ebb and make even you know veterans like myself doubt the whole experience in the process yeah Um, but when you get back into that flow it's magic again and it can feel so goddamn uncomfortable that you think I can't possibly be on the right path. I can't. Why am I spending all this time trying to do this thing that I most want to do, but it feels so challenging and so hard. Okay. But you guys, this is called discomfort, mm-hmm. discomfort, and you can feel discomfort and still be aligned. Okay. So when your yeses feel like a no, that's discomfort. So let's talk about those moments when your brain says yes, but the universe seems to be telling you no. Hmm. All right. So first let's look at what a yes feels like, because remember, it's all about how you're feeling perspectives and situations and external, you know, circumstances. Um, those all align with your internal feelings. So that's why you always want to look at how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, um, the yes also comes from your higher self, okay? Um, you, it, you feel scared but excited. Um, you feel this happy anticipation about things. Um, you feel like you're moving into the unknown, but it's with this feeling of adventure. Um, you feel brave, like nothing could stop you. Or like, you know what? I'm going to do this thing anyway, okay. even though it scares me. And you might have this feeling of, fuck it, I'm just going to go for it. Just fuck it. Um, there's also a lot of self-pride and accomplishment where you feel really proud of what you're doing and how you're doing it and what you've accomplished. Um, it's accompanied by that nervous tension, you know, but you also have this deeper knowing and this, this, this piece, you know, you, you know, you know, you know, yeah. But those no's, those feelings come from ego. And this is um, a lot of time what stops people. Mm -hmm. Um, You have this constant and crippling anxiety. If you're feeling that about any situation, you really should not be moving forward. Okay. Fear, self-doubt, negative self-talk, any shame or self-blame. If you feel resigned and hopeless, like there's nothing else that I can do. Mm -hmm. Um, Feeling abandoned, rejected, and punishment. That's all coming from ego. 
Now, that doesn't mean that you're necessarily out of alignment, but those feelings are out of alignment with moving forward. Okay. All right. But now finally, what about when when it feels like you're experiencing a no, but it's actually a yes. It's actually um, a sign just to keep going, keep pushing, keep going, stay focused. Mm -hmm. So you'll feel a little bit of Uh self-doubt. You know, things feel scary, like you're just not sure. Um, And then you do feel anxious due to a healthy worry, okay? Listen, the feeling of being anxious may not always be a welcome one, but it's both healthy and normal, and it can help us stay focused or even make better decisions. There's a difference between feeling anxious and anxiety. Um, Yes. You know, that crippling anxiety. So when you're, when it feels like you're experiencing a no, Mm -hmm. and you're experiencing these situations, this is discomfort overall and that discomfort there's gold in it but wow is it you know it 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 can be it can be challenging and troubling all right so now that we've covered the feelings that can come with being in alignment with your soul purpose let's talk more about when your yes feels like a no so let's talk more about that Mm -hmm. um because here's the thing you we need to be really really clear on discomfort because this is where people fall out of alignment this is where people stop when they stop following their dreams or going after their dreams Mm -hmm. um instead of just pivoting yeah is there have you have you ever been in a position like that where you're like you did a you did a stop instead of a pivot and you look back and you're like i should have pivoted a stop instead of a pivot. Um, yes. Okay. I'm trying to think. I um, for me, it's like it's always like career, career wise. I always try to think of it in that sense. Um, um, oh, okay. I, I, I know. I know what. I have an example. Okay. <laughs> it's when <laughs> I'm. I stopped going to college. <laughs> When I stopped going to college, I should have I should have just switched into something different, like some versus just stopping at all, you know, like yeah. and this was um, and eventually this I was did the design school in in L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And eventually yeah, I did yeah. all all it did. And it's funny because all I really needed was a break. And and again, sometimes you'll fall out of alignment and things you'll end up on the right track eventually i think you're gonna have the faith yes. right so yep what happened was uh i'm not sure why i felt like i needed to take a break i think i was just burnt out it was such mm-hmm. a long commute and i never had anything in common with like the people in in college like i don't people had this college experience like i never had that not there uh- Y'all, she went to school with freaking Elsie of the OC, and I am a huge Laguna Beach, Laguna Beach fan, and I worship Kristen Cavallari and her brand Uncommon James. This girl went to school with Elsie, and she was like, I was like, what? I would have been fangirling and like begging to be my friend. No. Not her. Fiora was, Fiora was like, I'm too cool. For you. No. Um, so I, I stopped going to school there. I ended up going to a community college for a while, sometime afterwards. And then it was funny because one of my community college teachers, she had also, she went to the fashion design school back in like the 80s or whatever. And she had got her degree from there. And 
over the course of like her life and her career now she's a very successful fashion designer she just she creates these retro dresses she has a multi-million dollar business but it all did start like you know she went to fashion she went to this school and she's like i've you know i've always used everything that i learned from going to that school and she just inspired me to go back i'm like gosh i I need to go back and finish my degree and i did so yeah i should have just like you know but uh, eventually right. I was back on track. So I did what I got had to do. Yeah. So yeah. No and that's regrets. why it's like, it, no. And, and that's why, you know, again, when we look back and we go, was I ever actually off path? So that's sort of why, you know, when it feels like a no, but it's actually a yes, you know, are we ever actually off path? We need to be really clear on discomfort because this is where people fall out of alignment. When you experience discomfort, this is, is being in alignment. All right. So I know that those two sentences sort of contradict each other, but follow me here. So anytime we move away from our comfort zone, we expand, we grow, and the result can feel really, really uncomfortable. This is why our feelings aren't always the best indication whether or not we actually are aligned and on track. And this is why people say, I feel stuck. I feel, you know, I have no direction. I have no purpose. So now I know I've said many, many times, when you do what feels good and it lights up your soul, you are aligned. Okay. And this is absolutely true. Absolutely. 100%. When you feel inspired and creative, you are experiencing ease and flow, you're joyfully aligned. But your soul's growth is constant and certain. And our higher self has just one job um, to guide us through that growth. So it's inevitable that those beautiful periods that we experience of ease and flow must eventually move into new and more challenging waters. And this is what causes discomfort. It's not a sign to stop, though. It's a sign to level up and move forward. I'm experiencing that right now, you guys. And it's literally the hardest thing that I've experienced in a very, very long time since I moved here. And so, you know, that's difficult. There's a Fiona Apple song that talks about that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No. Um, what, what is it? She talks about how she's talking, she's talking about a guy and he says, but he doesn't like being uncomfortable. So I guess this is where he'll stay. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it's funny. It's, I don't, oh and every, anytime we talk about this, about alignment and feeling uncomfortable and all that it reminds me of that song of, of like how some people don't like being uncomfortable. And so, you know, they, nope. it, it, that's it. Okay. I just, I'm going to interject here with a little bit because we always hear these quotes, right? We always hear this quote of, um, uh, the, your, your growth is not in your comfort zone, you know, like growth doesn't happen in your comfort zone and all these like kind of cliches or like meme things or quotes or whatever. And we don't know like originally where they came from or whatever, but I'll tell you where they came from. They came from spirit. They came from guides. Like they came from the universe sending multiple people who need to hear the same sign over and over, you know? So yeah, you keep hearing stuff and like some people can, just negatively like knock it down and be like oh it's fucking cliche shit like that everyone says but it's like but it's because sometimes you just need to hear it so yeah 
It it's true, and and you know it's like the tower oh. card, right? Um, in in tarot, um, you know everything comes crashing down around you, and that's still uncomfortable. Where where's my security? Mm-hmm. Where's my stability? You know, and so it's about looking and seeing which bricks are still intact and strong that you can use to build you know, a different foundation on. And, um, you know, and you can be in alignment and still feel uncomfortable. Both of these things can be true at mm-hmm. the same time. So what is the measurement for identifying whether you're not, you're truly on track and aligned? Because that's important. That's probably the most important thing to learn. What's the measurement? Because even though it doesn't feel all that great, you're still potentially on track. You're, this is your measurement. When your thoughts, your words, your decisions, and your actions support your desired outcome, regardless of your external, your external circumstances, that's it. That's it. That you're in alignment when you make decisions that nourish and support your soul goals. So ask yourself, you know, when you're feeling like you're stuck or you're not moving forward or you're out of alignment, does this thought, word, choice, and action support the outcome that I most want to experience? Yes. And so then, you know, maybe my external circumstances aren't mirroring my internal Mm -hmm. hopes, desires yet, but that's going to take time. That's science. And we're going to get into that science and manifestation. Okay. So just for example, um, let's say you want to attend this really amazing retreat near Lake Michigan. I don't, I I, I mean, we can imagine, right? Um, So does everything that you think, do, say, and decide support that desire? Okay. Do you say, I'm going to go to this retreat? Do you register for the retreat? Do you make your first payment? Do you continue to make payments to work toward that goal? Do you make plans for child or animal care, request time off? Do you make plans to carpool with your bestie or do you book your airfare? Do you think often about how fun and excited you are to attend this event and visualize yourself Mm -hmm. at the retreat with really two really cool, (laughs) amazing, and gorgeous, and smart, and beautiful co-facilitators? You know, so this is being aligned with your goal or desire. On the other hand, if you procrastinate and miss payments because deep down you don't really believe that you can afford the event or that you'll be able to find childcare, or if asking for something for yourself or asking for help causes you anxiety and fear, this is a clear sign that you're out of alignment, okay? Um, Discomfort in relation to alignment draws a very fine line, guys, a very fine line, and you have to learn to master it because it can be easy to misinterpret those feelings Mm -hmm. and that voice within. So that's why it's so important, especially now moving forward, you know, with all of the astrological stuff that we're going through, um, you know, 2022 is a year about transformation for a lot of people. And so now it's about learning to discern um, and interpret things correctly. And here's the thing. Life can feel difficult, scary, and heavy in both your heart and your head, but this is not a no. I'm experiencing that right now. This isn't a no. This is my time in my, this is a time in my life where I need to choose a different forward motion. That's it. That's all it is. This is your sign that it's time to align with the things you want by taking a deeper dive into why things feeling feel so challenging and why, you choose not to pursue them with intention, right? If you're saying, this is too hard. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. Um, and then say, well, why, why, why? And your why yes. is legit. It doesn't matter if you say, nope, I'm not doing it. And this is why it's just as legit as if you say, I don't know why, but I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. 
There's no, there's no wrong answer. Um, But let's talk about ego versus the higher self, because you're getting those messages from one of those two sources. The difference between a fear-based answer from ego and the voice of your higher self, let's talk about that because you want to think of your, your emotions as our, you know, built in intuitive GPS, which that's what they are. So from ego, right? Ego is our pain identity, which I always thought that that was such an interesting way to um, describe ego because I do feel that ego gets a bad rap. It likes to keep us safe. Yeah. Yeah. But it really does identify with pain. It's, it uses the emotions of anxiety, fear, tension. Um, and this is fear that keeps us stuck, right? This isn't our discomfort. Um, anger, self-blame, guilt, failure, shame. It uses all of those emotions to keep us safe. Uh, pain is what this, what the ego knows. It's what it's comfortable with and the language that it understands. So it wants to keep us identifying with those negative, you know, sort of emotions because then ego actually has an identity. It has a purpose. It, it's doing its job and it feels needed. Um, and without that pain, it feels unheard and unimportant. And you know that when we feel unheard and unimportant, Like, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody has different ways of coping with that, but that's not a good place to be. Um, You know, which, which is a really good segue into shadow work and giving the inner child a voice, but we're not going there today. But um, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think you're, are you going to cover that in a future episode? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're talking about next week. Yeah. You see, look at that. Look at that. Um, All right. So now the voice of our higher self um, that feels like, you know, joy, love, excitement, and expansion, happiness, inspiration, fulfillment, all of those things. And the higher self needs no identity. The higher self doesn't have to identify with anything because you are its identity in human form. We are our higher self. Um, you are the energy incarnate and In your natural state, which is free, loving, and joyful, um, there's no need to experience pain. Um, The higher self is um, sort of what I call your badass truth teller and your most trusted voice. It really is. And um, pain is foreign to the higher self, except as experienced through you. So the only way that the, the higher self can experience pain is through us as humans. And the only reason that it does so the value to that is for the experience. And I know that's a little convoluted, but um, it's it's like we want to experience something new that we've never experienced before, like cliff jumping, which I'll never do. But, you know, <laughs> it's like, how can I do this? Okay. I want to say something here. You know, we listen to a lot of murder podcasts and stuff like that, right? Yes. Okay. There have been – and I kept thinking about like when we're talking about ego and like fear and these things of like – you know how sometimes we hear these stories of people who are in odd situations, dangerous situations where their life is in yeah. danger. And and for a while I was thinking, I'm like, oh, but like the ego keeps us safe. The ego keeps us safe. But then I remembered like all of a lot of these stories, not all these stories, but a lot of these stories, they, they've talked about how like out of nowhere, they just hear like a voice in their head that says yeah. run or yep. get out or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that was not the ego. That was the higher self. That's the higher self. Yeah. The, the higher self has the ability to override, which we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah. yeah, definitely. I heard that one time I was driving and I heard slow down and I was like, <laughs> no. And then I hit a deer. So oh, no. dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> uh, but, but, um, 
if we listen to our higher selves a hundred percent of the time, we would experience so much less pain and worry and a lot more ease and flow. But you know, we we're, we're learning, right? Yeah. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're here on a, on a journey. Um, all right. So now that you know how to tell the difference between a yes, no ego, the higher self, all of those, we've covered a bunch of different things. You now are equipped to seek some different answers a new way. Mm. Um, our higher self is our most powerful spirit guide and our ultimate teacher. Anytime I connect to spirit, I always connect to my higher self first and foremost. Yes, I have guides. And yes, there are guides that I specifically access for specific things. But just as a general rule, it's my spirit guide or my higher self that I'm connecting to. Mm. And for those times when you need a little clarity, you want to turn to your higher self for answers first for the big questions, the big questions, guys. Um, And when you take action on the answers that you receive, you're going to see your life take a whole new direction as you're pointed toward what is divinely meant for you. Um, And again, that can be feel uncomfortable. That can feel scary. It can feel all of those things that are a yes, but feel like a no. Yeah. So one of the things that I want to do is talk about that higher self intention, connecting with the higher self, setting the intention. Um, I am going to post this prayer or, you know, a segment of this next section um, in the Esoterics community on Facebook and on um, the Esoterics podcast um, on Instagram. So you'll get all of these. I'm also considering now listen don't hold me to it because you know me i'll procrastinate and shit but i'm also considering actually just doing um a recorded meditation of this and just offering it for a free download um from oh, yeah. um, our website That's cool. so yeah it, it's you know it's just something easier to plug in and and yes. take listen to versus doing this yourself yes all right so this is the process and intention that I use. Um, well, I used when I first learned to connect to my higher self in mm-hmm. the Akashic Records, but I still use it now to a certain degree. Okay. All right. So everyone has access to this. Everyone can do it. It doesn't take any special ability other than intention and the belief that you are capable of receiving the truth of your soul. Okay. Believe that. All right. <clears throat> so now before you sit down to connect, you're going to want to have one to two questions in mind. Keep it small. Keep it short. Don't ask a bunch of questions. You can do this as many times as you need to. Uh-huh. Ask your question um, and then listen with your inner hearing for an immediate response. This is your higher self bypassing any negative programming. Like Fiora just talked about, the higher self comes in and says, stop, slow down. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Run. Don't second guess what you hear. Just learn to accept it as your truth because you will know in your heart or your gut if it feels like your authentic truth. Listen to the words and then tune into your gut and you'll know it's real. Don't get caught up in your own head and start analyzing, second guessing, and coming up with all the reasons why you simply can't do, be, or manifest the thing, um, you know, based on the answer from your higher self. Look, this is ego jumping in and taking the wheel. This is your pain identity throwing out some doubt, fear, and all the reasons why you can't, shouldn't, or won't. Don't give it any power. Don't give it any power. Mm -hmm. You're going to close your eyes. You're going to take several deep breaths in through your nose and long exhales out your mouth. You want to get really comfortable, settle into your body, relaxing and opening to the answers within your soul blueprint, the magic of your soul, all of those things. 
You're going to allow your breathing to just find this soft, easy rhythm. And then when you're ready, you're going to repeat this higher self connection prayer silently or out loud. Um, And again, I'll post this. So just something basically along the lines of, I call upon my higher self, the creator of my Akashic record. I ask to be a pure and clear channel to seek the best in myself and to see my truth without shame, blame, or self-judgment. Help me to know myself through the eyes of my higher self, perfect, powerful, and deserving so that I may know the truth in my highest good of all. My record is now open. It's very important to say my record is now open because that's the intention that you now have access to all of that knowledge from your higher self who is, you know, basically flipping through your Akashic record. Yeah. And then the next step is that you want to see yourself in your sacred space or temple, whatever it is um, where you would send yourself. um, You want to see yourself moving towards this beautiful sphere of light. Uh, That light, that ball of light holds the knowledge of the Akashic record, um, the information that you seek. So you want to see your higher self standing next to this light and then take note of what they look like. What does your higher self look like? What are the details? What are they wearing from their, their dress to their clothing to hair and physical features? All of that. Take note of that. And then here's the beautiful part. You're going to look into the eyes of your higher self and you're going to see that beautiful light reflected back at you. And then when you look deeper into this light, you're going to see an image of your truest self and your most authentic expression. That's you seeing and recognizing and identifying and acknowledging your higher self. And then you're just going to take another big deep breath as you breathe it all in. Take a seat, greet your higher self, say, hey, hello, greetings, whatever you want to come up with, and then ask them to help you understand. And then that's when you ask them about the questions. Mm -hmm. I ask for clarity and guidance on, you know, the areas of this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So now here's, here's why this works, why this is helpful. Because nurturing and developing your connection to your higher self and over your lifetime is the key to staying in alignment and co-creation with ease. You know, it won't be your easiest relationship, guys, but it will definitely be your most rewarding and trusted one. Um, as a result, you're going to grow to love and cherish the part of you that has your best interest at heart. So, or at heart, that's why I've always said the relationship with your higher self is the most important. Yeah. One. Yep. All right. Okay. Beautiful humans. Um, lastly, let's talk about alignment and the difference between manifestation and co-creation because it's, it is an important distinction. Um, manifestation is processed through our energetic bodies. Um, It's physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. It's the process of turning energy into matter when and only when our beliefs and emotions are aligned with our desire, right? So that's science. Mm -hmm. Vera and I talk about that all the time. So this is why we have to achieve a basic level of self-mastery over our thoughts and emotions and beliefs, all that stuff before we can intentionally manifest the good stuff like a badass. Yeah. This is why. Uh, manifestation is science. And when you believe or what you believe to be true is what you are going to experience. Yep. The RAS system. The RAS. I love that one too. Yep. To align with what you want to experience, you must change the thoughts that most consistently or persistently run through your mind. And spirit tells me all the time that this is like, the simple, most basic truth of our power as human beings and creative beings is that 
we just have to change our thoughts and then we can basically manifest anything. Mm -hmm. All right. So now co-creation on the other hand is think of it more like a collaboration. Okay. You're working with and allowing your higher self to guide you to your manifestation while having unwavering faith and trust. In my opinion, that's a little harder. It's a lot harder um, because it requires the ability to recognize the guidance, the answers, the messages when you get them. Um, it just takes a little bit longer to master, but ultimately it's a little bit easier. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once you've mastered both of those, I'm not kidding you. There's nothing that you can't achieve. And you hear about these stories from people, you know, that have mastered this, like Deepak Chopra, Jack Canfield, you know, even that giant douchebag Tony Robbins, who I'm not a fan of at all because he's a misogynistic jerk. Oh, I digress. Yes. Ugh, Mm -hmm. jerk. But he can freaking manifest pretty much anything like that, right? Um, But then there are more... Um, inspiring people, you know, um, you know, that's why that have these abilities. Just a little blurb. You can take people's advice without having to like worship them as people, right. because at the end of the day, they're still going to be humans and they're still going to fuck up and they're still, they're going to make mistakes. Yeah. But that's why you just got to be kind of picky about, you know, pick and choose who you take a lot of advice from. And if they're shitty human beings, you know, more so than others, uh, you know, there's other places to get this information from. They're not the only person in the world blurting this stuff out because, it, again, it's coming from spirit. So there's going to be several sources. Yeah. Even Tony Robbins gets his inspiration and creative spark from spirit, mm-hmm. how he manifests it as himself in his predatory misogynistic <laughs> ways Mm -hmm. is his choice as a human right all right we we had to have one segue you guys know at least per episode so there (laughs) we go um okay um so i'm gonna read a quick blurb from a channel that i received in a meditation last week that explains manifestation and co-creation from the perspective of our higher self um they make it sound really easy but it's this is more um flowery way to say it. Mm -hmm. They said, quote, you are eternal, infinite, and finite. You are power personified. You are atoms and stillness and earth and air. You're literally made of the elements that produce manifestations. And now you must learn to manipulate the very matter you are composed of in a way that brings it from your mind into your now experience. Yes, that's so pretty. They say things so pretty. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? I mean, wait, wait, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. Um, All right. So to wrap it all up and, um, you know, to piggyback on last week's episode about our intuitive body, um, I'm reading a book by Dawson Church called Mind to Matter. Mm -hmm. And this book explores the science of manifestation and how our thoughts literally create our experiences. Um, Check it out, guys. It's got me shook. And if you're into the science of things, you're really going to love it. But if you're not into the science, because some people are like, "Uh, I I don't want the science of it. Then I recommend Abraham Hicks book called The Astonishing Power of Emotions. It's a good one. Um, both are good reads that provide solid practices on learning to master your emotions and then call in all the experiences that you hope to have. Um, and then just as a reminder, 
be sure to share your favorite books on any metaphysical um, topic with us and tag us on the socials because we love that. Yes, please. All right. So that is um, alignment and what the fuck it even means. <laughs> uh, I had a couple things that I wanted to add. Um, this, I was just kind of like free writing before we started about, about alignment and alignment and attraction. So there are tips about how to get into alignment or things to take a look at when you're trying to get in alignment. So the first thing being your perspective and your perception, um, again, like the RAS system, and we talked about this in other episodes, but if you want more information, it's the reticular activating system. So this is what your perception is of things. And if you perceive money to be bad, then you're not going to have money. If you perceive a nice car to equal tons of debt, and that's not good, then you're not going to have that either. So, uh, so it's your perception. So how you perceive your environment is subjective. You've been formed by the experiences and the environment of your life up to this point. The people you've met, the people you've known, um, all that you've gained and all that you've lost, all of these things form your perspective and your perception. So ask yourself, is your current perspective serving you or is it holding you back? Right? Yes. And your surroundings as well. Who are you around? What kind of conversations are you having with people? Um, Are these people who talk about how they're always broke or how their relationships suck and all they meet are men that are cheaters or, you know, stuff like that? If that's if that this is your environment, again, you're a product of your environment. You are. There's also that saying of like you're like the the sum of like the five people that you associate with or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And your consumables too, right? It's like food. Like you are what you eat. Thank you. We are not just digesting food. We are also digesting experiences. And with that, we're digesting experiences. We're digesting conversations. So everything that you're taking in, you're taking in visually through audio, Mm -hmm. all this stuff, your body is digesting it. So yes. What kind of conversations do you have on a daily basis? And do you feel the need to silence yourself around certain people? Do you feel like you can't be yourself? Do you apologize for who you are or apologize for how you show up? Why do you do that? Right. Um, right. And do you make yourself smaller? Um, and understanding that we are dynamic human beings and we each have something unique about ourselves that we bring to the table and present yourself in that way because you don't have anything to apologize for. You are unique in yourself and people have things to learn from you. Only those who are not comfortable with their own light will try to dim yours. Uh, Say that again. Tweet it. Say it again and tweet it. (laughs) Only those who are not comfortable with their own light will try to dim yours. Boom. Uh, and the other thing was too is language. Like what language do you use on a daily basis? What are you saying? What are you saying to yourself? What do you say in your mind? How do you describe things? Again, like if you automatically see a guy driving a Tesla and you're like, oh, that guy's in over his head. He's got a thousand dollar car payment. I'll never afford that. You're never going to afford that because you just mm-hmm. you just put it out there, you know, mm-hmm. um, or, mm-hmm. you know, people who live lavish lifestyles are also, mm-hmm. you know, massively in debt or however, like you, mm-hmm. your, your, your perception of that, or I could never be thin like that because that requires a lot of discipline. 
You don't know that? No. <laughs> you don't know that. Now, do you want to talk about how you feel about a Tesla? <laughs> uh, I'll buy another electric vehicle, probably not a Tesla. <laughs> but it has nothing to do with being able to afford it. I can afford a Tesla. Nope. It's, yep. uh, it's it one of it is, do I money. want to give a buck to Elon Musk? Probably not. Ugh. And the other is... Um, yeah, those fucking mirrors froze on that Tesla in the snow, and I'm like, this is like a cra- this is like almost a hundred thousand dollar vehicle, and you can't get the mirrors to unfreeze in the snow. So that's my oh rant. My God. The whole thing and the doors, like the doors are unnecessary. They're too like what? Just open. Okay, like- so we rented this car. For anyone, we rented a model wires i don't know what it was but it had those falcon those fancy falcon wing doors or whatever they look really fucking cool they're cool but they're back to the future shit way unnecessary it's so unnecessary and not practical not Not practical at all not practical at all no not practical at all. really cool totally designed definitely designed by a male yeah not does not have the function anyway so, yeah. so that's I just what. remember I remember seeing it and going and looking at it and seeing and saying that's odd and then be shrugging my shoulders and being like huh and walking away like I, I could ki- I could give yeah. I could give two shits about a Tesla <laughs> yeah and they're cool but you know but also I am into like the idea of the electric vehicle and being something that's not petroleum dependent and all that so yes to yes. electric vehicles probably not you know not anything made yeah. by Elon Musk anyway so back to this okay. back to this <laughs> So yes, your language. How do you just how how do you speak to yourself? How do you speak to other people? This is something that I've been working on because I find myself very um, angry when I drive. <laughs> because people drive so stupid. They're stupid. They're stupid. But but me yelling at them in my car where they're never going to hear me no. is not going to change their stupidity <laughs> like it's not gonna do anything if anything i am just expending energy that could be better used towards something else so um that yeah this idea of like remaining quiet or just being like oh and you know like letting it out but that's it like be- because allowing myself to feel my emotion of like quick frustration and just like oh let it out and then that's it. I don't have to say anything else about it. Don't have to give my person that person uh, my energy. Let it go. And uh, so perspective, your language and your environment too, like your physical environment. Um, uh, we already talked about like, who do you surround yourself with? But what do you surround yourself with? What are you watching? What are you consuming? What does your house look like what does your room look like uh do you have a bunch of clutter is there a bunch of mess or do you have a pile of things that you're quote-unquote gonna get to and you have not gotten to like I have (laughs) um I once went to somebody's house and they had this box of socks just sitting in the hallway and I was like what are what are those socks doing there it was literally a collection of all these socks that did not have pairs and that's whenever a sock lost, lost its pair, they just had a box full of socks. And I'm like, have you looked through it? Like, I I imagine there's pairs in there. And if not, fucking toss them. God damn it. Like, what are you doing? 
I don't know, but the kids these days love to wear two different kinds of socks, which I don't understand. It is laziness. That is my laziness. socks have to match. That is my, socks my daughter's. My daughter does this exactly, and it is lazy. It is not about being cool or being quirky. It is fucking laziness because mm. she washes shit, she loses things, and she anyway, yeah, doesn't want to find things. So yeah, Mm-mm. it's laziness. But anyway, so the cleanliness, the order that. I can't tell you how much of a relief it is to that sense of accomplishment when after you clean something and it looks just organized and it's like, wow, like I did that and that looks great. And now it gives you, again, this pleasant environment of what you're looking forward to. Um, but creating the space for what you want as well, because like if you are if you're waiting for a partner, then start creating that space for like you having a partner clean you know clean off their their side of the bed um have have an create an environment that is like for two people not just one because again you're creating this environment of like almost like it's almost here like it's or we're or we are here and I'm inviting that in because this is the reality in which I live you know, that's something that that I have been told over and over and over, and I still have one nightstand next to my bed. Um, it kind of cracks me up, but it's like, um, you know, um, it, Hollis is, he, he thinks he's a human, and oftentimes I'll open one eye and there he is on the pillow. Like, you know, he's my spouse, which mm-hmm. he, <laughs> you know, he thinks he is, but... Like a, but that's something yeah. I do need to do, even if it's just putting like a TV tray up there yeah, um, and a little lamp and saying, okay, like this is the space for, you know, um, my future potential. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so creating the environment of where you want to, where you want to live, almost like you're already there. And then yeah. again, because that's, that's getting into alignment, it's shifting that frequency of what you're intaking and what you're outputting in as a result. Um, another quick way to adjust uh, getting back into like that frequency talk of, yeah. uh, cause frequencies also affect what your, what your vibration is, what your, how your alignment is. So if you're um, the frequency is a, an easy way is like music. Uh, what music, yeah. what music do you listen to? Um, you can do like binaural beats meditations. That's a great way to like, you know, up level your frequency, but also uh, your joy. So um, laughter, um, comedy, things that make you happy. Um, have you seen the movie Patch Adams? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Long I mean, time that's ago. based on a real story. But yeah, I mean, what did he do? One of the big things that he did to treat his patients was making them laugh. Yeah. Like, there's so much medicine in joy and mm-hmm. in laughter mm-hmm. and in raising your vibration. Actually, so... Erica gave me, gave, she's, she's told me this a couple of times. She's done this thing where like, if somebody's being like creepy to her, one time she was at, I think it was like the airport or something. And this guy was just like staring, just like giving off these like awful vibes. So this is like a way to raise your vibration real quick. Um, and almost like to get these people away. Repel? Somebody, yeah. To yeah. repel them. So, so her and her friend, she just starts, she's like, look, we're gonna laugh like we just said like the funniest thing so she just starts laughing and clapping her hands and the guy just like looks at him gets up and leaves really and it's yes 
And yeah, sure, like I don't care if like I look crazy or uh-uh. what it is, but that's not what it's about. It's about raising your vibration, raising your frequency to the point where you make that bad vibe person uncomfortable and they get the hell out. So I love that to use that instead of, you know, mirroring somebody and be like, um, okay, now oh. you're, you're staring at me. Uh, you're giving me I'm the back at you. Right, I'm going <laughs> to stare back at you and yeah. um, no. give you the resting bitch face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So, Yay, Erica. Yeah. So, yeah. So these are just some, some tips on, on things that you can do now to help shift your vibration and, and up that frequency for yourself when you're working on getting into alignment. Yes. And when you're, when your yeses feel like a no, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's so many, I mean, alignment there, there's so many different aspects that you can look at to describe or explore alignment. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's all about feeling good, feeling in the, Mm -hmm. feeling in the flow and feeling the ease and stuff and really being appreciative because, you know, it's typically in those times when we feel that lower vibrational energy where we're like, I need answers. I need help. I need, you know, but when we're in the flow, we're like, life is amazing and I can do anything I want. I can't believe how badass this feels. And then you're just this amazing point of attraction for all of this Mm -hmm. other stuff. So, um, you know, it's difficult. It's very difficult. And I think also too, at this time, at this time right now in the world, um, empaths especially are feeling the heaviness of so much, so many more people that never used to identify as woo or empath are now, you know, reaching out and saying, Hey, don't you work with this stuff? I I think I might be an empath. And it's like, ah, you know, so um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough time and we need each other to lift each other up and we need, um, to keep reminding yes. each other. And you, and if you're not doing it already, you need to make sure that you're meditating. hundred like percent. That, that's like primary, like, because it gives your consciousness a moment to connect with your higher self. It gives you a moment of peace. Um, and it allows you to release any, especially if you're an empath, if you're carrying stuff around that doesn't yep. belong to you, it gives you that moment to just sit mm-hmm. with yourself and and just get in alignment. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like Buddhist meditation or the no. clear. It, it can just be a simple. Um, some people meditate by walking, taking a, a mm-hmm. walk. It's just it's about connecting with that that yes. that inner peace. Like like Fiora said, your higher self, giving yourself the space to sort of just connect with the goodness and the peace. Yeah. And if you have, if you're one of the people that say that they have trouble, quote unquote, clearing their mind, yeah. try a mantra meditation. Yeah. There's plenty of like mantra meditations online that you can follow. Yeah. It's, it's a, a good way to clear your head without like feeling like, oh my God, I have all these thoughts. Right. So yeah. In plant meds, you can try plant meds that I'm always, I'm always able to connect at a much deeper level when I do, um, you know, um, when I use plant medicine. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that was, was that your closing vibe? Yes, that was was my closing vibe. That was good, good (laughs) stuff, mama, good stuff. Okay. Well, you can find us on all the socials under Esoterics Podcast and be sure to join our Facebook community, the Esoterics Community, to hear firsthand about our services, events, courses, uh, intuitive development tips, card bowls, free meditations, all sorts of fun stuff. It's a good community to be a part of. Yes. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. It would mean the world to us as it's as easy as sharing a screenshot on your Insta stories and tagging us. 
Thank you for sharing space with us today. Stay mystical, magical, and ready to do it again next week. Bye, guys. See you later. Bye.